Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where we always strive for a flawless victory. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. Grab your joystick, don't forget to put in the blood code, and get ready to finish it. We're talking Mortal Kombat. Here we are. We're talking Mortal Kombat. And um, just up top, full disclosure, I'm a Street Fighter kid. So I love me some Mortal Kombat, but this was not exactly my turbo knowledge uh, wheelhouse. So Superman wouldn't play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, he would be in a Mortal Kombat game. We'll, we'll cover. Eventually, yes. But, uh, you know, ripping people's spines out. Not really his shtick. No, no, unless you're unless you're in a different uh, different universe, an injustice world. I'm well, he might. I don't know. Um, but regardless, we decided to bring in an expert on the topic. Uh, this is the debut episode for longtime faithful listener and uh, the first person to ever give us a review, even though it was through text message. But I did bring it on the show. Hey, yeah, that counts. This is uh, Casey Thomas. Hey, what's up, guys? And as I understand it, appropriately, it's Casey with a K, right? It is Casey Holy with a K. Holy shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was destined. You were made for this. So throughout our, uh, our conversations over the last couple of years uh, since the podcast started, uh, Casey has been, a uh, like I said, a, uh, a regular listener and a regular contributor. And we'd always talked about having Casey on for, a, for the... Uh, eventual modern gaming wrap-up to our to our uh, video game epic yeah the fabled modern gaming episode. yeah that will probably never happen because until it's uh, not modern anymore yes exactly yeah <laughs> we can we can speak nostalgically about uh, about video game streaming um so casey why don't you go ahead and uh, and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself yeah i uh my name is casey uh in the mk realm i'm known as shred and um uh yeah just a you know long time listener and uh thank you guys so much for bringing me on the show by the way this is this is kind of cool to be a be a part of this because i've been listening to you guys since since episode one but yeah i've been playing mk since 1995 and uh uh i haven't not played a game since then um i've been involved with the locals with the fgc uh that's the fight game community for the mortal kombat community and um yeah, I think uh, hopefully I have some enough knowledge to bring to the table to explore. Well, you're one up on me because I don't even know what the FGC is. Yeah, uh, the FGC fight game community and like other things like there's Street Fighter FGC, there's the Smash FGC, and then there's just the umbrella term FGC, which just, just refers to the fight game community. That's where all those fucking Tekken kids go because there's not enough of them to have their own uh, their own group. <laughs> yeah. The Tekken and SNK. You got some some fucking. Oh, what was that game even called? I can't remember anymore. The the uh, the SNK one. K was it King of Fighters? Was that yes. SNK? Yeah, totally. okay. Yeah, yeah. There's Tekken, Street Fighter, uh, King of Fighters. There's a huge Smash community. I would believe that for all those people who are scared of a little blood. Yeah, they just, they just want to use big hammers and stars and, yeah. and fall off cliffs puffy old Kirby just floating around all the time. 
being a cheap ass. No one gets their heart ripped out or caught on fire. They just fly off screen and, and probably land somewhere soft. <laughs> they, I mean, it looks like they explode sometimes when they go off the side. They float off to the background in the far distance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Um, okay, so Mortal Kombat, I guess just a, just a quick little history lesson from, from what I was able to gather. Because I, I didn't do a turbo ton of research. Well, that's good. I did the opposite of a turbo ton, which is nothing <laughs> like i'm coming to the table with what i already had in my brain and and two hours of mk11 yeah pressure's on casey make this a good episode <laughs> for us or else so originally uh john tobias he was a uh he was a programmer for midway games he was a young programmer he wanted to make a uh, a ninja fighting game and uh he took it to his boss ed boone um, he took a dead boon. It was rejected. Then Midway was approached to make a, uh, a game based on, um, Universal Soldier or oh, at least really? Universal Soldier was coming out and they wanted to make a game based around Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, which also led into, uh, movies like Bloodsport and, um, that eventually fell through. So, but the idea of making a, uh, a more realistic fighting game was still there. Street Fighter 2 was blowing up. So they're like, okay, let's do this. They, they, they got, um, let's see, Tobias had his programmer whose name I don't have on, in my notes, but he was the one who came up with the, uh, with the photorealistic, um, style. Yeah. <laughs> the, the animations for the, for the fighters themselves. And they wanted to go in, in more of a direction of like the movie blood sport or enter the dragon and do it a bit more serious and less cartoony, which I guess it was less cartoony. I don't know about more serious, though. Yeah, I mean, blood's, I mean, blood's pretty serious. I guess it's it's serious. Uh, realistic, I might push back on a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was about to say, like, no no fireballs, but no, they, yeah. they definitely had fireballs and electricity men. And it's rumored that uh, that the Johnny Cage character, I mean, you can clearly see the visual impact from Jean-Claude Van Damme's Bloodsport character. They got those tight black shorts and little sash does the splits and does a nut punch so i think that's uh that's fairly clear there but enough of my yammering um let's go into some first impressions right up top here as the guest casey do you want to take the honors uh sure uh first impressions was ugh. like <laughs> <laughs> I, the first time i ever saw mortal Kombat was actually in a yuba city straw hat pizza and i saw mortal Kombat 2 and the first time I ever saw anything was um, Sub-Zero do his uh, Ice Rock Fatality on Katana and uh, just watch him like freeze her and then throw a rock at her and seeing her two legs still standing there while the rest of her body is just mingled on the floor. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that was. <laughs> oh, man, Straw Hat Pizza. There's a uh, yeah, there's right. a blast from the past, too. I think All there's right. only one of those left. Is that the one in Rancho Cordova? Yeah. Yeah. I presume that you weren't playing it. You were just like a kid standing there and some dude busted out a fatality. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it was during the time in the arcade when, you know, you would use up all your coins and then you would pretend like you're playing. And yeah, that's. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> now, what about you, Ben? What's your, your earliest memory with, with the old combat? I don't remember what pizza place it may or may not have been in, but it was definitely uh, it was definitely an arcade cabinet somewhere. Might have been the Mineshaft, even. Interesting, because Mineshaft was. I mean, we've we've talked about it before on the show. It's been a while it was though. A big like, ass arcade. Yeah, it was the family fun center, and it. 
I'm I'm trying to figure out whether or not they would have Mortal Kombat. Like it, like it would seem like they like they would need to. They're a big ass arcade, but it was also Mormon owned. So I wonder oh, they if, they, if they would have taken a stand. I think they did. Awesome. I don't remember if it was there or They're if it was smart. somewhere. It might have been at the old round table. But in any case, I yeah, I remember seeing it and um, looking at the weird, chunky marinara sauce blood that came off of everybody. <laughs> and thinking like, holy shit, that's awesome. They're, these guys are getting fucked up. <laughs> and I, I don't think I saw a fatality for a while, but just seeing anime level chunks of blood coming out of everybody made it reminded me kind of of time killers. That was like one of my other fighting, fight, oh, fight, fighting games at the time. You could cut people's arms and shit. Oh, I, I oh, remember man. that one. Yeah. And so was be, being a little kid and seeing, you know, these fairly realistic looking people, let's be real. The, the folks from time killers were pretty goofy, cartoony, cartoony looking. Fighters. Yeah. Mantis person and like chainsaw arm yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, Weird <laughs> turbo buff Viking guy. Yeah. I remember seeing that one. And I'm like, like, how are they going with their arms cut off? And the, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they used the other arm and cut the other guy's arm off. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, good time. But uh, but yeah, I, I remember just seeing Mortal Kombat and thinking like, this is freaking cool. Like it looks like real people, kind of. I mean, as far as graphics for the days go, it was pretty f- impressive in arcade, especially. And uh, the gore right up front was was awesome. That was what gripped me. Instead of ew, my reaction was like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> hello, sweet sweet blood. The best you ever got in Street Fighter was was like blood that looked kind of like barf when you'd get hit sometimes. It would just sort of like flash in front of you for a second. Yeah, like you were spitting something out. <laughs> yeah, my mom saw that and, and was like, I don't like blood in video games. Like, this is not blood. <laughs> See Mortal Kombat on Genesis. <laughs> um, well, my first impression came at a uh, little place in Folsom that uh, that did not last long, but it was called Raceland. It was a place that that had a uh, slot car racing, yeah. And um, it was just a just a few blocks away from where I lived, and me and a buddy walked over there, and they had Mortal Kombat back in there, and and I there was some teenager playing it. Like I I didn't actually get to play it that day. I don't think I don't think I had any quarters on me, but I watched him play for a while, and it was wild. Like this dude was good at it. I got to see Scorpions. Um, wait, was it? Did I see Scorpion? No, I'm not sure if I saw Scorpions that day, but I saw uh, the Sub-Zero's friggin' head rip with the spinal cord. Yeah. And, and that that just melted my eyeballs, <laughs> and I loved it so much. Oh, that was a good one. That was the same place that had Time Killers. Was it? Yeah, they had Time Killers. That was, oh, that was man. The, I know that was the first place I played Time Killers. I can't remember where MK was, though. I remember playing Time Killers at that billiards place over by Jim Boy's Tacos on East Bidwell. That, uh, that was I there very that. briefly. Yeah. yeah, my dad let me play that one. That was good. But yeah, we, we watched this guy play for a while, and we sort of fell in love with the idea. And weirdly enough, like th- this is how, how different the world was back then. We were going to get in trouble for being late because the sun was going down. And, and my buddy had very strict parents and the dude who was playing the game, he's like, Hey, you guys want to ride home? We're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Man, we made it home safely, clearly, but <laughs> boy, I, I would not like my kid to be doing that. Yeah. I think, I think these days, most parents would be more mad from their kids taking a ride from a stranger than being home five minutes after dark. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that wasn't more than like five to 10 minutes from your house. Oh yeah. It was almost nothing. Though I, I have put my kids in an Uber before and said, like, all right, go home. So. <laughs> I mean, there is a, a certain level of accountability. Yeah. If they get murdered, at least uh, I've got an idea of who did it. Yeah. <laughs> and the company has their name and number and 
you know, their address. So, yeah. We will find the bodies. <laughs> or or you will know how to make a new one or who to make a new one with. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I love the idea of Mortal Kombat and I love that it exists. But I think a problem I always had with Mortal Kombat being a Street Fighter kid is the control scheme. Like it, it controls so much differently. Like Street Fighter, it seems so clear to me. You know, you had... You had your three punches, your three kicks, you press back to block. And with this one, I don't know, the, the movements just felt kind of stiff and the realistic looking people were weird to me. Like, I think I just preferred the, uh, the cartoony aspect of it. I think to this day, I still don't press the block button when I'm playing Mortal Kombat. Like having a separate button for block is the silliest thing I can think of in my entire life. I don't know. I mean... I can get it because the blocking becomes a lot more complicated then. Like you can block while ducking, you can block while standing, you can you I know. can do that in Street Fighter by pressing back and down. Yeah, but what if you don't want to block while doing that? The the block button was honestly a staple like uh in the in the fighting game thing cuz Mortal Kombat was the one who had it. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely a big MK thing and yeah. it's uh I don't I kind of prefer to have a block button you, you I, want to be intentional about your blocking? I want to be. I almost always forget to use it. Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> I want to be. Um, I, and I guess this is a good point, isn't it, to say I am shit at fighting games. I'm, I've never <laughs> been good at them. I enjoy them. I, I, you know, like, I like playing them. But I fucking suck. <laughs> I, I panic and just and, and I turn into a straight button masher. And uh, that was one thing that always, like, I loved Mortal Kombat. Because uh, I just liked the concept of Mortal Kombat, but I was always fucking terrible at it because it is pretty technical. Yeah, and and the the other thing where it differed from Street Fighter was the uh, the process for doing your special moves. You know, all of a sudden, like I'm I'm used to doing little quarter circles and half circles and pressing a punch. All of a sudden, you're like back forward, back back forward, and I'm like, wait, what? I I don't know why. Just my brain couldn't. My brain didn't have enough room for the both of them. So. So you just stuck with Street Fighter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've played almost every Mortal Kombat game that came out, but I don't think I've owned a single one since uh, since Mortal Kombat Trilogy for Sega Saturn. Well, I guess I did have, uh, I do, I, I still have a DC Universe versus uh, Mortal Kombat. I know, it's an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> um so casey why don't you uh tell us a little bit about your love for the series see you're you're way more of an expert on the 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 mortal Kombat than we are so tell people who don't know why you know why why this series is great yeah tell john why he's wrong yeah <laughs> tell, tell me what i've been missing my entire life well first off john yeah, the uh oh by the way, um the other programmers that you're thinking of, uh Dan Forden and John Vogel. Dan Forden is the one who pops up and says toasty. Oh, nice. See, I knew I knew it was somebody involved in the game. I guess I just assumed it was uh either Boone or Tobias. Yeah, because it's it's probably the most out of place quote in the entire game. Like everything kind of feels right. And then uh, Toasty pops up. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> now am, am I the only person who as a kid thought he said whoopsie when he first popped in i, I remember as a kid thinking it, thinking it was whoopsie <laughs> and then all of a sudden hearing toasty and i'm like wait what do you mean toasty but it, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. correct he actually says a couple of different things but toasty is the main one that everybody knows yeah i mean that's so, a 
That's that's solid quotable from uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I fell in love with this game because it was kind of one of those games where when you're good at it and you can accomplish something that the rest of the kids have a hard time doing, you kind of fall in love with that success. And when I was in fifth grade, um, so the first time I actually saw it was Mortal Kombat 2. The first one I ever owned was actually Mortal Kombat 1 on Genesis. And I I remember like the way you beat Goro was uppercut and then keep um, high punching until the clock ran out. And that was the way you beat Goro in Sega Genesis if you were a little kid who wasn't that good. Well, I was only one of my friends at the time that could actually beat Goro without doing that. Yeah, that cheese ass move. <laughs> that cheesy, yeah, move. And I was the only one who could, you know, I could actually get to Shang Tsung and I could actually beat Shang Tsung. And I remember, like, you know, being a little kid with, you know, the neighbor's uh, I had to borrow my neighbor's Sega Saturn to to play Mortal Kombat, and then uh, I just went through the whole thing of you know beating them and uh, uh, be, beating every being the whole game with every character. And uh, damn, uh, that's some dedication. It's funny too because I'm not a completionist at all. I'm not one to you know play an RPG and get a hundred percent. Like I I just had so much fun playing that game. You just love blood. <laughs> Well, and the move sets are fairly significantly different from one character to the other. Like, there's there's definitely some overlap. It always felt more varied to me than stuff like Street Fighter, where it was a lot of you know like quarter spins and, mm-hmm. and a little bit of you know forward forward and back back or whatever. But uh, uh, and which is one reason I never got very far in Mortal Kombat at all. Like, I I was playing MK11 for two hours last night because um, I've been meaning to buy that for like a couple years now. Because it's got fucking Rambo and the T-100. And that it does. Did you play as Robocop? RoboCop? Not yet. No, I, was, I started playing the story mode. And I was going to play for longer and then ran out of time. And so, Robocop so, is uh, definitely out. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, they, I, oh. I got the ultimate one. So it's got everybody in it. Like, I need mm-hmm. to fucking play some of that shit. Oh, we need to do some post-episode research. Yeah, but I was doing the <laughs> tutorials because they were like, you know, we were trying to get my Mortal Kombat legs for the first time ever. And I, and I would say back, but I never really got them in the first place. <laughs> And, uh, man, it took me forever. It was like, you know, do this double combo thing. And, and it's like 50 tries to get it right once. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Well, <laughs> just, just let me, let me do a fucking quarter circle forward or back. I don't care. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll hold back for two seconds and then press forward and punch. Let me throw a fucking spear like that. But when you do get it, it is pretty fucking cool. And, and they've got a ton. It looks like they've got a bunch of different fatalities in the newer ones. Cause like, uh, I was looking at the moves list and, uh, at least for, for Cassie, there's, uh, she has two easy fatalities is what, and like, those are the only two it shows you. Like you got to figure the rest of them out, I guess, but, uh, or Google them where they're like, it's like right trigger B like, all right, that's awesome. That's my kind of fatality. They're probably not (laughs) nearly as cool as the good ones, but it's like, whatever, I'll take a fucking, that was the thing that drove me nuts is trying to do a fatality. Like. I think I pulled it off like twice in my entire life. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I've only ever pulled off a fatality once. It may have happened more like in in the brief period of time where me and some buddies were obsessed with Mortal Kombat. Again, when I when I had trilogy for Sega Saturn cuz I mean that took all the characters from the first 3 games yeah. and like that that's the way to play Mortal Kombat for me cuz you know the first one it's it's very limited if you know what's coming afterwards. But once you have all of these characters at your disposal, 
Like it, it, it opened it up a lot for me. And you have to get to the end of a match. Like you have to beat somebody. And then right then you have to pull this thing off. Yeah. I'm not thinking about, about how I'm going to do this the whole time. Like if I was just in some, some little perpetual practice mode where I could do fatalities over and over again, I get, I get good at it, but I have to play at least two rounds with somebody and then nail it on, on that first try. And what the fuck? Yeah, most of the time you end up just like punching them in the face and they fall over <laughs> and you're like, that was fucking anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mortal Kombat has a lot of terrible characters, but they've also got a lot of great characters. Do, do you guys have any, any favorites or go-tos that you look for um, whenever a new Mortal Kombat game comes out? Let's see. And then in the new one, the newest one, uh, I was actually really looking forward to all the old characters that they brought back. Yeah. But I remember in Deadly Alliance, I really liked Frost. I thought that was a great character. I know you love Frost. You you had me draw her for yeah, you. Yeah, she was. She's a great character, like the protege of Sub-Zero. And then uh, Melina is a really good character I've always liked since Deception. She was one of my favorites. And then um Now now which one which weapon did she have? Was she the fans? No, she had the size. Katana had oh, the fans. Oh, she was the size. Yeah, the oh, size. Okay. Yeah, cuz she's like half of what Taka Taka Takawaka or whatever Baraka is. Tarkan. <laughs> yeah, she's got fucked up teeth. Oh, okay. Mm. So that 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 must be who that is in the trailer for the new movie. When when she's got like that yeah, gnarly mouth, so. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, her. That okay, like her. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she's supposed to be kind of a almost like a succubus kind of character, to where she's like, like she lures you in with her very like sensual demeanor and her and her provocative you know attire and everything, and then she you know keeps her mask under or her her mask her her face underneath a veil, and then. During bites the fa- your dick off. Yeah, the fatality <laughs> takes it off and unveils this hideous face. Yeah, that's her. It'd be really effective right now. Everyone's got masks on. You wouldn't even think <laughs> twice of it. I was just thinking that there's there's probably some people dating right now that are gonna have that experience. Like I'd be really suspicious if like a woman like that was trying to seduce me with a mask on previously, but now you know, I don't know, wouldn't even think twice of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a basic bitch. I fucking I, I love Scorpion. I've always loved Scorpion, man. <laughs> Never in my life did I think I'd, I'd hear you say I'm a basic bitch. Like, Scorpion uh, was my dude playing Mortal Kombat when I was a kid, and uh, he was definitely, you know, he's, he's like the Wolverine of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mm. What's interesting is that I think for once in my life, in my long line of, of only liking the weenie characters, like... Scorpion it w- was was my go-to. Like he's fucking bad throwing that spear. Like yeah. like the spear to uppercut move when you're a little kid. Like that that was it. Um, I'm also a big fan of Raiden. I I yeah. you know it, I don't know if he if he would fill the role as like you know the good guy the Superman guy. That might be more of a Liu Kang, but I wasn't I wasn't ever a big fan of Liu Kang. I don't know why. He just he didn't do it for me. I mean Johnny Cage's nut punch was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Liu Kang had the yeah he had like the bicycle. Thing. Yeah, that was pretty rad. Now, does anybody know what Raiden is saying when he does his like his shoot forward dive flying thing? It always just sounds like a, <laughs> like I don't know what I don't know what that is. Sounds like Ben Ben pronouncing Baraka's race. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what he's saying. I think they just did a bunch of gibberish at the time. I don't think anyone really knows. It's a mystery. I remember when I when I when I figured out. Or, you know, when I just read in the instruction booklet for Street Fighter, when they're doing that hurricane kick, they're, they're, kick, they're saying, like, 
Tatsu Maki Senpu Kayaku or something like that. I'm like, and then I'm trying to like say it along with them. I'm like, I don't know if that's what that person's actually saying. <laughs> that just sounds like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, they can't all be Hadouken or get over here. Well, that was the other cool thing about Mortal Kombat, with the exception of Raiden. Most of the little catchphrases they had were pretty intelligible. They, you know, it wasn't Hadouken or Shoryuken. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You know that's not English. I don't, like, these guys are talking English. This helps. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We've got, we've got get over here's and we've got like, in fun fact, uh, Ed Boone is the voice of the get over here. And he's done the, he's done get over here in every single Mortal Kombat. And he is actually on record as the longest. A standing voice actor in a video game. Really? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's for, that, rad. for that one line. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I always liked Reptile a bunch too, because I was a, a reptile nerd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Reptile was awesome in Mortal Kombat 2. Kind of, uh, you know, a little bit low effort, because he was just kind of a reskin of Sub-Zero and Scorpion. <laughs> But Mortal Kombat did a good bit of that, though. Right? Yeah, they did that a bunch with their with their ninjas. You know how they had their they had their Scorpion and Sub Zero up front, which I love their rivalry. I wasn't much of a Sub Zero dude, but it was cool that you had two different colored ninjas with a rivalry. That that was something that was very like ingrained in us. You know, like ninja rivalries or different color rivalries were something that we understood as children. And then you had Smoke. And you had Reptile, you had Noob Cybot, you had Rain, like, uh, who was the red one? Ermac. Oh, it was Ermac. Okay. Cause I remember, yeah. I remember Robot Ermac from, uh, from number three, but Ermac was actually based off a rumor because if you played Mortal Kombat, I believe it's number two. If you played Scorpion for a long period of time, it would actually, uh, like if you played the game for hours on end, it would turn uh, Scorpion red, and it would say "Error Macro" for his name. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And so there, everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a mystery ninja." It's like you know, which is what the first three were just shrouded in mystery. Like who's this? You know, who's the rumor and stuff like that. And yeah, that's how Ermac was started. Well, and that was something that that Mortal Kombat did really well that you never got in certainly in a Street Fighter where. You had things happening in the background that, you know, that, that were mysteries or, you know, like with the toasty popping out or what well, was it? Was it to fight reptile? You had to beat somebody as scorpion like 50 times in a row. I think that was either for reptile or for smoke. That was for but, that was actually it was either smoke or, or was that noob Cybot, one of the yeah. two in Mortal Kombat but, 2. And they've been so good about working these things in like like making your mysteries pay off i did a little research i guess i was just watching some youtube videos and stuff trying to trying to figure out you know fill in the gaps or the very large gaps of things i didn't know and like they were in uh mortal kombat 2 when they've got the second pit level there's like two fighters in the background and one of them's on fire and people just like started calling him torch then years later they ended up incorporating that character into the game as a character named blaze and then uh, and he even ended up being a like the giant villain of uh, Armageddon. He is the like, the big bad guy. Like he is the the bad bad guy at the very very end. Who wants to get in a fist fight with a guy that's on fire? <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck, that just sounds like <laughs> a bad supposed idea. to punch. <laughs> Sub Zero's like I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't freeze that. Shoot. And I think one other thing that uh, Mortal Kombat did better than Street Fighter <laughs> is th 
there's a lot more lore in the in the Mortal Kombat universe. Like there there's not a whole you get like some character backstories in Street Fighter, but like there's the whole, you know, the Nether Realm and the you know, the war between all the different worlds and the Mortal Kombat goes deep into it. Like like I didn't play Mortal Kombat 10 at all. And then like starting up 11, it's like holy shit. There's a bunch of things that have happened that are like plot important that I don't know. Like Liu Kang's a bad guy now, and Katana, they're both bad guys now. What? Yeah, they're both like corrupted by evil, and it's like, holy shit, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, jeez. Yeah, yeah Raiden's they still uh, a good guy. They did a really good job of um, the first three games were very ambiguous, like, and they purposely left yeah. it that way to kind of let you know you be the the voice of that. Um, but it wasn't until Mortal Kombat Four where they actually had cutscenes and uh it kind of embraced the lore of it and and went off of that well i guess that is something to their to their credit that they did with the with the game itself was that there's a very clear story at least of of you know the the setup is earth and the uh out outworld yeah outworld yes and there's a tournament to see, you know, like like in the first movie, who's going to who's going to take control here or you know, keeping the peace and whatnot. But you can play as both sides in the game. You know, it's not like Street Fighter where you know, you play especially in the in the original Street Fighter 2 before they opened it up. Why do I keep talking about Street Fighter? Well, I guess it's the the easiest comparison. Um where everyone you're playing as is pretty much a good guy. And you're all go, you know, you want to win the tournament so you can beat up these three bad guys. But in Mortal Kombat, it was a totally open world where, like, you can be the bad guy if you want. I mean, you couldn't be Shang Tsung in the first one. But, you know, you you didn't have to be, you know, some some righteous figure. And everyone, righteous figure or not, was violent as fuck. Yeah, it's a fight to the death, man. That's the way mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah. You're murdering people. And that was something that just really pissed some parents off. Like, holy shit. Parent, parents did not like the level of violence in this oh, game. I, I remember this thing being an absolute shit show when we were kids. Like, n- news stories on the Logan was like, do you know what your kids are playing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not just parents, legislators. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It led to the to the creation of the, the ESRB. So now our games have ratings. Mortal <laughs> Kombat was the, the, the one of the... I mean, I guess there's probably, like, Doom and other shit yeah. probably didn't help. The other game was Night Trap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, that the, was the big one. That was like what, like the the girl sleepover party, and you go and kill them and shit. Yeah, sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like a video game, just like, like, like a where it had like live slasher. video cutscenes and stuff. Oh, cool! I think we talked about it during our slashers episode two years ago. I don't remember what we talked about. <laughs> I know, no shit. We've been doing this for two years <laughs> now. Does anybody remember offhand who the the big politician? Like, I feel like there was a big. Uh, like a political figure that's well known now that was the head of that, whether it was like John Kerry or maybe even like Joe Biden or something. I feel like it was, uh, or maybe one of their wives. Was it? Well, was it there was Biden? like Tip- Tipper Gore. Oh, Tipper was, Gore. Was she, I know she was big into like the, the parental advisory labels on CDs and shit. Like oh, she okay. was big into that. I wouldn't doubt it. If I bet she wasn't a fan of Mortal Kombat <laughs> either. I, I could confidently say that. No, it, it's only uh, her ears that get that offended. I don't know his name, but I could definitely hear his voice. <sighs> Sounds like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just remember it'd be like, they should be ashamed of themselves. This is trash, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I can totally hear his voice. I just can't think of his name. Well, fuck you, unnamed legislature. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm looking at a list right now, and there's a load of Mortal Kombat games I have never played. Okay, then I I probably need to take back my uh, earlier statement. Do you need a need help on the history? Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- learn us something, Corey. Yeah, the MK1 is so the, the history of Mortal Kombat is basically there's there's six main realms, and um, one realm called the Denia has already been conquered by Outworld. And uh, Shao Kahn, the Emperor of Outworld, is looking to to merge Outworld with Earthrealm, which is our realm. There's a tournament set by the Elder Gods to to allow that to happen if you win 10 consecutive tournaments in a row. And you are on tournament 10. And that's where Mortal Kombat 1 takes place. Oh, Com- so yeah. Shit's getting serious. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that was the plot in the movie, too. Because it, it, like, it was like now or never. And then Mortal Kombat 2 is uh, Liu Kang 1, and then you go into Mortal Kombat 2 where uh, we've been challenged again, except they've been, um, Shao Kahn gave Shang Tsung back his youth, that's why he looks so young, and then tasked him with uh, winning the next tournament and getting a bunch of fighters to to fight for Outworld, but this time it's placed in Outworld, that's why MK2 is set in Outworld. Yeah, yeah, and like all the levels are are just like like it amps up the level of creepiness. Like the, yeah. there's that level with like faces on the trees and shit, and there's like the the acid level. Oh, that, yeah. Whereas the, in the first the one, there were a lot of yeah, yeah. In the first one, there there was a lot of like you're at a fighting tournament, you know, levels. It's, yeah, it, there's a blue sky outside. <laughs> then uh, MK3 is that uh, you won the tournament, but Shao Kahn. You uh, used uh, Shang Tsung to resurrect um, his ex or his deceased wife, Sindel, to remove the uh, the protective barrier she put on Earthrealm because not only did he resurrect her, he made her more compliant. And um, I can see John's face right now. It's hilarious. <laughs> how did he do that <laughs> I, I need i need some tips and then they um uh they invade earth realm and that's why uh, uh mortal kombat 3 is set in earth realm again except there's all the invasions and stuff oh you can see the background yeah like there's city levels and you see like portals in the background and shit now the the first two games are very similar in in my opinion now like not much seemed to change they they just there was just more of what you loved but the third one changed things up a bit and i mean most specifically in the in the cast they really did an expansion on that one you know they brought in people like like striker who's a uh who's a riot cop and and Mm -hmm. um what was it t wolf is that night wolf night wolf yeah (laughs) uh research um (laughs) But the one thing that pissed me off, I remember when when this actually came out, was that they got rid of Scorpion when the when Mortal Kombat three came out, and then they brought in that weird fucking Sub Zero with the with no mask and like a scar on his face. It looked like a fucking discotheque fucking reject. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat three was very poorly received because they left out a lot of characters. That Sub Zero is actually named Kwai Liang, who is. The original Sub Zero's brother, whose name was Bihan, who actually later turns out to be Noob Saibot. Yeah, I, I, I knew there was some sort of lore tie in there where, where Noob Saibot was a Sub Zero. Yeah, 
So that's the uh, dead Sub-Zero becomes Noob Saibot. And then his little brother, who is Kwai Liang, that's that Sub-Zero. And, and he's actually, Kwai Liang is um, that Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat 2. And uh, um, and then he goes rogue, and that's why he takes off the mask and looks all different in Mortal Kombat 3. Oh, that's mm. right. I did hear about that. Cause our, so the robots that come in in Mortal Kombat 3, they're from that order right and they're they're going after sub-zero yeah the lin kuei they're going yeah, after that sub-zero that they were designed to go after sub-zero which is weird that an ancient uh, ninja order would make robots that shoot uh shit out of their chests <laughs> it's, it's more <laughs> but, efficient that way i guess yeah i mean why not yeah <laughs> But thankfully, from that disappointment, we got Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, which brought more characters in. And then my my favorite to this day, you know, like I've mentioned, the Mortal Kombat trilogy, where they just brought in everybody. Like, that character select screen was so satisfying as a kid. Because Mortal Kombat 2 got rid of Sonya and Kano, which I never really played as them anyway. But, you know, it's I don't like game fighting games losing characters. Yeah, they were somebody's favorite character. Yeah, add more. It's funny that you say that because the reason Ed Boon didn't put Sonya Blade and Kano in number two is because they were the least played. Yep. How do they know that, I wonder, back then? They didn't get, like, analytics back. Like, right now, like, I guarantee you, they know exactly who's playing what character all the time because you're connected to the internet and they're able to get that back. But, I mean, back in those days, how would they, how would they know who was played most? surveys at arcades <laughs> yeah just send people there and, and ask kids playing uh playing the the machine cold calling yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello is your child there may i speak to them <laughs> um so after that we got our first entry into the 3d realm which was mortal kombat 4 um, I remember seeing that at an arcade over by the movie theaters in Folsom for the first time and being, I don't know, I feel like it was equal parts fascinated and disappointed because along with the improved graphics, like we lost, we, you know, they got rid of the, uh, the live action actors portraying, uh, characters and they went full polygons, but it also cartooned it up a little bit, but I did, I didn't hate it. I know, but, but it was weird. There was a little part of me that was like, this isn't Mortal Kombat. It didn't look as dirty, but um, I don't know. What, what did you guys think about their foray into the 3D realm? I mean, it was more of a foray because they kind of stayed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Like, it was... their, their initial <laughs> foray that, yeah. At least for the level of graphics that like MK4 had, I preferred the way it was before because it was all, it had kind of like a grainy texture over everything because yeah. it was kind of pixelated actual pictures. And it, it looked more like a, like a Tekken or something in MK4 where it, everything was a little too vibrant and clean. Yeah. And uh, like it didn't look like anybody had ripped anyone's organs out of their chest recently. <laughs> everyone's, you know, shirts were all nice and clean. And yeah. And this is back in the day when like Virtua Fighter was, yeah, was big. And, and, you know, Street Fighter tried the Street Fighter EX, which I, I liked those games too. MK4, like you couldn't circle around each other still. It was still on like a 2D plane. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that. Even though it was technically 3D, it was 2D. Yeah, 3D rendered, but fighting on a 2D space. Yeah, because Mortal Kombat 1 was created because of the success of Street Fighter 2. Midway was like, oh, shoot, Street Fighter 2 is doing really well. We need to make our own game. And with that spawned 
like one of the you know this this franchise that in stands alone in itself and when mortal kombat 4 came out you know they were looking at games like soul caliber and tekken and you know 3d game 3d fighters and they're like oh this is the new way of fighting games we need to do this so um I, I I don't like when games are like, oh, they're doing this. We should do it, too. Like, I wish Mortal Kombat would have stood its ground on, you know, what its success is. Yeah, because it definitely had its niche already. Like, mm. it was where you went for, you know, super gory, hyper-violent, you know, fun time murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah time killers wasn't wasn't standing the test of time no it was not yeah this was that was that was their shtick and and i am glad that they they I, they seem to know that now like they've they've bought into it and like yep we know what people want from mortal Kombat, and we're going to give it to you and, and like you were saying with the giant rosters like both of the recent games had just a shit ton of people you could play as and then adding you know all kinds of new shit in there and the the freaking fatalities and shit they have now are are legit that like, I mean, like the graphics are so much better they look fucking gnarly like watching one of those you can go on youtube and watch like a supercut of like all this person's fatalities and you're like holy fuck these are gnarly well and something else that four introduced was that that i've definitely seen in the uh in the injustice games is the uh, like the bone breaker attacks you know, like even though it it didn't do any any of the sort of thing like where it shows like the X-ray bone breaking, yeah. but like that's when they started having nor- you know extra attacks where you could like you know invert somebody's like elbow or arm or fucking break their chest or some shit. You know, just just extra brutal little punches like that. That's one thing I love about the modern games is just like the sound and like like it's 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 not just like a. Poosh, I'm like, oh, like it, like it's you hear bones cracking and the, you know, like it, it's an intense experience. But yeah. Well, they got the x-ray thing now where, where like it zooms in, it's like slow-mo and you, you know, you can see the bones <laughs> breaking or the fucking thing going through. It's fucking gnarly. The, the sound guys at NRS talk about how fun it is to just smash a bunch of watermelons and everything <laughs> just, just to make that sound. sound. <laughs> yeah. And, and like you were saying, you know, coming out of four, like, like they've definitely made their way back. Like, cause we had, we had deadly Alliance and deception and Armageddon as like the next leg of games. And it seemed like they, they started to understand what their, what their thing was more with that. I mean, they, they got into a lot more story too. Like, I, what, yeah. which one was it? Was it deception where they kill off Liu Kang in the beginning? Oh, that's deadly Alliance. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like in the intro. Yeah. Yeah, they kill the main character. They kill your hero in the intro. Not my hero. <laughs> Raiden's <laughs> still around, or at least for that game. Um, I remember playing Deception a bunch. When was it? It may have been at your Casabella house back in the day. Like I remember Possibly. playing I remember the right playing era. the story mode. Like like where you're where you're playing as a dude like running around, you interact with uh with other characters and you get coins to like buy different costumes and power-ups and stuff in this big ass graveyard. And that that was a uh that was a fun new dimension for Mortal Kombat. Because it, it uh it expanded the game beyond just a fighter, which could go either way for me because the reason I play fighting games is because I don't have patience for RPGs. But Yeah, and and I don't know if it necessarily did running around and gathering coins really well (laughs) yeah like if i want to run around and gather coins i'll probably play mario (laughs) (laughs) i came here to punch people's dicks off (laughs) and conquest is called conquest mode the 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 character's name is shujinko 
And um, for the regular gamer that just buys the game, the RPG part was actually not received very well, but it was received highly towards um, the Mortal Kombat fans. But they appreciated like the expansion of the lore and the world. Oh yeah, they loved. We all loved the the story and the con- conquest mode was great because also for me personally too because you got to see the expansion of each individual's motivations and like why they are there. Well, like why are they like why is Nightwolf here? You know why is Ermac here? Why is Ashra here? Like you know beyond they look cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to and, fight, which is your general thing. Like and that's like with a fighting game is it, it's. It's hard to build lore around it with just the fighting portion because it is just like these little snapshots of battles and yeah, and then and then a little saying at the end yeah. if if you want yeah, or without like at the end of the game having like some scrolling text go by being like you won. This is the things that happened. Yeah, yeah. The conquest and story modes are are kind of cool. Like like in MK11 when I was playing it, like it's got it's it basically goes from like big ass action cutscene seamlessly into the next fight, which is kind of cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no like big difference between the way the way things are rendered anymore. No, not at all. And as far as I've seen, at least, I haven't gotten very far into it. But they they aren't doing like any sort of like free running around RPG type thing. It's more, you know, it's like a movie you're watching, and occasionally you get to kick some ass. Yeah, that's how that's how I felt with both uh, the Injustice games and um, DC versus Mortal Kombat, but. So I guess it would it would probably be around the, this time I imagine with the uh, with the conquest mode where they did the they did some offshoot games like I remember there was a Sub Zero game and I feel like there was there was a game with uh, with Liu Kang and and um, Kung Lao where they were more like adventure games. Did you ever play any of those? I I played yeah both of them. Um, there's Sub Zero's Mythologies that came out in 1997. Also was um, it served as a prequel to understand Sub-Zero and also, you know, kind of the, uh, the rivalry between the two. Um, Sub-Zero also, and Scorpion? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you can understand those two. It also introduced um, Quan Chi into the realm, into the, the universe, who was the reason why both Scorpion and Sub-Zero were there. And, um, you know, and that's kinda, the, uh, that's like the, the white face dude, right? With like the, yeah. the eye makeup. And then it also introduced uh, uh, one of my favorite characters, Serena. She is Quan Chi's assassin who sees the good in Sub-Zero and wants to get out of the Netherrealm. So it's kind of like that, like, uh, you know, rise from the ashes kind of kind of thing. And then there was uh, Shaolin Monks, which came out in between Deception and Armageddon. I think and, that's what I'm thinking of with, with Liu Kang and Kung Lao, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. one came out. I think in 2005, I want to say. And uh, yeah, that one was also very well received. Just It was just an awesome action adventure. I feel like I played that for a little bit. Like, like it, it was kind of like the like the three-quarter top down, like, like kind of like a God of War uh, mm-hmm. viewpoint. And I remember, like, I always liked Kung Lao. I thought he was a cool-looking fucking character, having that razor hat. Like, yeah. like it was a cool-looking hat that you could also huck and hack people up. And was wasn't he like Liu Kang's uh, ancestor or something? I want to say he's Liu Kang's cousin, but I know they're good friends. They're either cousins or best friends, and and you know any they MK could be fans both. listening to it, they're like, "How dare you?" <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Kung Lao is a descendant of the great Kung Lao who defeated Shao Kahn, um, 
like a, it was like a couple hundred years ago uh, oh, okay. to defend Earthrealm. And so it, um, actually what happened in uh, Mortal Kombat 1 was Liu Kang did a tournament in the Shaolin Temple to to become the champion. And he defeated Kung Lao to go there. But Kung Lao was like, well, I'm a descendant of the great Kung Lao. I should go. And so for Mortal Kombat 2, Kung Lao snuck into the tournament. Ah, okay. So that's where the descendant thing comes in. Yeah. And he 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 was kind of supposed to be that mysterious character. Like, who's that, you know? And he even does that, the, like, after, uh, if you don't do a fatality, if you finish, he kind of turns around and tips his hat down to, you know, cover his face. And, yeah, he's supposed to be that, like, kind of that, that mystery character. Very mysterious. <laughs> um, now, progressing through that, that timeline there, I guess we're, we're, sort of getting to the uh to the spot where they did something that i was very pleased by by deciding to put dc comics characters into a fighting game oh here's where i here's where i get a real smile on my face and i start to get into the conversation oh i've got lots to say about no i'm just kidding you don't want to talk about armageddon no I never played it no <laughs> no, no, no please by all means if you it, it Tell us about Armageddon, because I was watching yeah, a little video it of it, and yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain that if I ever played it, it was just, you know, a couple rounds. Like, I, I watched the opening cut scene, and I was, I don't, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know Blaze. Yeah, the so, characters looked cool. The character models were fucking great. Yeah, Armageddon was kind of uh, similar to MK Trilogy, where you had every single character that has ever been put into any MK game, it was, they were in Armageddon. Oh, and was this the one where they, where they redesigned both Scorpion and Sub-Zero to have like, like bulky armor and shit. And like Sub-Zero had like a helmet that looked like Shredder. Oh, Deception. Yeah. The Shredder helmet. Oh, that was Deception. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they were designed Scorpion too. To, yeah. He had like, almost looked like samurai looking like shoulder pads. Yeah. But um, yeah, Armageddon is the conclusion to what was supposed to be everything they're they're gonna wipe the slate clean and so they decided in the lore they're gonna kill everyone and <laughs> yeah because that was that the one that came at the end of the playstation 2 run yes they were okay. trying to decide whether they should go to ps3 but they decided in the end that we're just gonna stick with putting on the ps2 to be the conclusive mortal Kombat on the on the ps2 yeah, because after that was when they they had the the second just plain old Mortal Kombat, right? Where they kind of relaunched the franchise. Yeah, um, 2011's Mortal Kombat. We all call it Mortal Kombat Nine, but it's it was literally just Mortal Kombat, and that was a reboot. Oh, that does ring a bell now. Yeah, that one. If I recall, like that one was. Uh, I think that's when they started like branching out and grabbing other i think freddy was in that game was like that freddy, the one with freddy krueger freddy krueger was in it, that yeah one, freddy was in that as a dlc oh that was fucking bad i remember mm -hmm. playing as freddy krueger that 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 was another one of those like uh like the dc universe little wet dreams come true there you're like oh fuck i'm playing as a fucking freddy krueger in a mortal Kombat <laughs> game are you kidding me yeah well i think that's when they realized that that had a lot of value that they could take the things that people love and just like let's put them in this game and you know what we can charge them six bucks for it <laughs> <laughs> And they did, and uh, Ed Boon was pretty open about that. <laughs> he was like, yeah. in Injustice 1, the, 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 the most sold DLC character was Scorpion, and in MKX, the most sold characters were Jason Voorhees, Leatherface, Alien, and Predator. 
See, I yeah, that's I had so that cool. I had that question in my notes because I couldn't remember whether or not um, the Xenomorph and Predator were playable characters. I don't think I ever played as them. I I remember playing as Jason in X, but fucking Predator and Xenomorph, come on! I mean, and I just watched Alien and Aliens yesterday, so I've got that on the brain. Yeah, I never played Mortal Kombat X. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, but I remember like drooling over the the options to play them, like thinking that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and I I haven't beside or I mean I guess I I own the uh, the the DC Mortal Kombat, but I haven't owned a proper Mortal Kombat game since you know trilogy. So all of my Mortal Kombat playing has been secondhand. Yeah, like, you know, I, I have to be at a friend's or, house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that so and any any like Freddy experience I've had or or any of the other ones is just it's very limited. Need to buy one. I mean, I think it's been cool, and I think I think it's worked out for them. Mortal Kombat 11, they made just a fuck ton of money on. Yeah, I think it was like the third or fourth highest grossing game of what 2019 or whenever it was. It mm-hmm. came out. I remember reading something that early on, like when the game first came out, if you wanted to buy the game and all of the DLC that was available for it, it would be like six thousand bucks if you played full price for everything. Holy <laughs> shit. It's so much shit that you could download. Well, it's a good thing you waited and bought the uh, the ultimate. Yeah, yeah, I got it all for 40 bucks, so fuck you, chumps. <laughs> Take that, Ed Boone. <laughs> Wait for it to go go on sale on Steam. Yeah, right? So let's talk the current game then, since we're talking about all these characters, because that, that's the thing that appeals to me most. And it's it's funny, like, one of the reasons why Casey pops into my head as, as being the one to, to get on this episode is because anytime there was a character... Um, DLC announced like I'd, I'd get a text message from Casey like oh hey you see Robocops and then I'm like oh yeah I fucking know it I'll fucking Robocop um, how do these characters play because Robocop in, in the movie he's a very clunky slow moving dude who just you know he's got really good aim and that does him well but you know or or even a character like like Rambo like he's meant for a fighting game I'm just I'm really curious if if these characters like do they do they stack these characters MK11 you know, to be did a better really than good job of doing that. What making them uh, them good characters to play as? Or Robocop is slow and clunky. Um, oh. who has a really good aim? Nice. <laughs> 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 yeah, I haven't actually gotten to play as any of those dudes yet because I just bought it yesterday. Nice, but uh, I'm going to after this. This is just a, a difference in gaming style between you and I because you know you you like to complete things, you like to experience things. I can guarantee the first thing I would have done was play as RoboCop. Like I, and that may have, that could have been the only thing I would have done in two hours is just play as RoboCop. Well, so in, in my defense, the main reason I didn't was because uh, modern games are a pain in the ass. So it, it's it's such a disappointment. Like I bought it, I came home, mm-hmm. oh. and it's got two discs to install. Oh, you bought a physical copy? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm installing it. And uh, it took like an hour to install, and then it had like a 30-minute, six-gigabyte update that it had to put on. And then I could start <laughs> playing the game, but it was still installing all of the DLC. Oh. So I was like, fuck it, I'll play the story mode. Because <laughs> it all hadn't installed yet. It was like, it's, it's just such a shitter buying a new game and then having to wait like two hours to play it once you get home. I fucking hate it. Ugh. So... Casey, would would you say that Mortal Kombat 11 is your favorite Mortal Kombat game? No. Oh, what's what's your favorite? What what is the best and why? I would probably say Deception is my favorite due to uh the characters, the story was really well done. 
uh, has probably some of the worst voice acting you've ever heard. Probably worse oh. than Resident Evil 1. I heard some samples. Oh, shit. It's like House of the Dead level <laughs> voice acting. I'm glad you're finished. Please, they're waiting for you over here. Yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's a deception. Um, I think I put more hours into that game than Halo 2 because they came around the same time. And that was a pretty popular game. MKX is up there as well. And uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 is a real, I would put that up there too. A lot of people just completely disown Mortal Kombat 3. The Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 is the the one that people go to. Yeah. You know, but yeah, if I had to put like a cap on the one Mortal Kombat, that's my favorite. It would be Deception. Damn. You hear that, Ed Boone? You're fucking up. We appreciate we appreciate RoboCop, <laughs> but it's no deception. Um, what do you guys say? We've been going a little bit. You want to go take a little breaky break, come back and talk about uh, some Mortal Kombat and other media and do some structure? Sure. Wicked. Are you an animation connoisseur? Someone who likes in-depth analysis and articulated debate when it comes to discussing cartoons? Well, this isn't that kind of show. I'm JD. Join me and my friends Kyle and Matt every Tuesday for the Ink and Paint Club podcast, a show where we tackle a myriad of animation topics. From the current releases to digging up treasures from animation history, we attempt to have discussions while sounding passively competent and maybe crack a few jokes. It's always a good time, so why not join the club? You can also join me, Gary, and Jeanette every other Thursday for Talking Mons, a show where we recap the latest episodes of the Digimon Adventure reboot, speculate where the show could be going, and poke fun at the absurd plot points. The Ink and Paint Club podcast and Talking Mons are proud to be part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter, shoot us a message if you'd like to join our Discord, and you can listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, or wherever else you cramp podcasts into your ear holes. Uh, welcome back, everybody. How is your? How are your breaks? You're an eighty. Same as <laughs> Yeah, same here, man. It was, it was a. It was a good one. So, Mortal Kombat is not just a video game franchise. What? Um, we've got this new movie coming out, but that's not their first foray into cinema. We had uh, we had the first Mortal Kombat movie with uh with Christopher Lambert and uh oh what was the guy named that that played Liu Kang Ro- Robin Cho I think mm-hmm. I have no idea I think his name was Robin and we had that uh uh Bridget Sampras Woo-wee! she played Veronica Vaughn in uh Billy Madison I had a little crush on her when I when that movie came out <laughs> holy shit what did you guys think about that movie when Mortal Kombat 1995 first came out that's the only thing we talked about for a year <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For, in fifth grade, I remember my cousin, the guy who's actually letting me use the studio, he, uh, we would go to the pool and on the trampoline and we would be playing Mortal Kombat, but we would, um, we would choreograph like our punches and kicks to where we knew it was coming and then end with a finisher. Fun. Like, D- yeah. Does he, does he know that you're uh, telling these stories? No, he's probably laughing <laughs> in the other room right now. <laughs> <laughs> but he did, we would talk, we talked about that a lot, but yeah. I remember in fifth grade when Mortal Kombat first came out, the the movie, we talked about, oh, how fast they're going and how, you know, how cool it is. And like, oh, gosh, the Scorpion death. When Johnny Cage killed Scorpion, that was that that's mm-hmm. what we talked about for a while. Well, yeah, that, that was something like, I guess I don't need to say full disclosure this time because it's not like it's any hot take. But I loved that fucking movie. I had it on VHS and I watched it a lot. You know, like the the production was it was it was well done like they put money into that 
is as good as you could have expected a Mortal Kombat movie to be at that, especially at that time. I mean, they didn't, this was 1995. They didn't have a lot of CGI. Mm -hmm. The costumes looked like they should. Yeah. They were all very recognizable characters. They didn't fuck around and put them all in like black leather. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And and I think I think for the most part the performances were really great too. I don't remember the name of the guy that played Shang Tsung, but he had gravitas to him. You know, like like you could see him being being this fucking gnarly badass who's going to suck your soul out if you lose. Which I always thought was kind of cheap. Like, you know, this this one dude gets killed by Goro and then he's like your soul is mine. It's like wait, why why do you get everybody's souls? You just get to get more powerful every time someone dies. What the fuck? If that was the deal, I'd put on a tournament too. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all of you fight to the death, you <laughs> fools. I'm I'm surprised you knew Chris Lambert but you didn't know Carrie Tagawa. Oh, is that his name? Yeah, dude, the guy's legendary. Yeah, well, he wasn't the Highlander, so that's true, but he was Johnny Tsunami. Who what's that in? Never mind. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a cool name and all. It was the a, a Disney Channel original movie about a about a surfer from Hawaii moves to moves to New England and becomes a snowboarder. And his his grandfather's oh. played by Kerry Tagawa. Oh, how did I not know that Johnny Tsunami? <laughs> I have seen that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember what movie it was, but he was in a movie where he had like slick back hair and like a suit, like 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 an actual like you know, businessman suit and a tie. And I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was. He was, a, he was a bad guy in that too. Yeah. Christopher, Christopher Lambert as, uh, as Raiden was an odd choice. Cause he's supposed to be like a, uh, a, a, an Asian God of some sort, not a, not a vaguely French man with white hair. Well, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's the God of, of thunder, right? I mean, he doesn't necessarily need to be Asian. He's well, a God. I know what Thor's a God of thunder, but I, 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 for some reason I thought it was, you know, that culture. I mean, like he's wearing the hat and everything, you know, like uh, maybe it's just a good Am I conductor. being racist right now? Shit. <laughs> I mean, he was the Highlander. He's got experience with lightning and immortality. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> And in all the games, every single iteration of Mortal Kombat, Raiden's always been portrayed as Caucasian. Like, I, I can't think of a time when Raiden was Asian, except in the newest film, the, the 2021, the one that's coming out. They, they got an Asian actor. Interesting. So yes, you are being racist, <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> uh, Um, That movie was fun, and there was that fucking soundtrack. Holy crap. There is, there is not oh anybody gosh. like an our age group at all that does not know that the fucking, fucking mortal Kombat song yeah yeah that, that shit kicks in you're like oh yeah i know what's coming yeah i didn't go to a single like dance when i when i was a when i was a little mormon kid that didn't play some variation of that that's true yeah like the the high school dances and like yeah like it would it would <laughs> invariably come on which is a really odd song honestly to play at a school dance. Yeah. People aren't really going to dance to it necessarily. You might get some nerds in the back, like pretending to throw Scorpion's spear. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it, isn't it weird how, how that song, it makes you want to dance and makes you want to fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a better fighting song, I think. <laughs> it, and in the movie too, when it came in, cause you would see new line cinemas pre movie thing come in. And all of a sudden you hear this like Mortal Kombat and then and then the opening credits start playing with Techno Syndrome playing like it it just to me it doesn't it's legendary and and epic and it's a staple, but it it does feel very off. It doesn't feel like it should be in the movie. 
Yeah, it, it's not, it, it doesn't lend credence to like, this is a serious fight for the fate of mankind. <laughs> it's like, oh, but, it's this kind of movie. See, I, I think probably my favorite part of that movie was seeing the uh, the portrayal of of one of my favorite characters, Scorpion, on there. And, you know, in, in the game, he's got, he inexplicably has like a little dagger with a with a rope on it that he can huck at you. But like, seeing him like put up his hand and like the skin opens up and and that little like creature comes out that he throws like that was such an a badass innovative way to do scorpion's power there i thought that was fucking awesome and then even getting to see him like pull off his hood to the for the skull face and like blowing fire and shit like that that was an awesome portrayal Mm. But then, unfortunately, you know, off the success of that one that uh, brought us to uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the, the sequel movie. Oh, boy. Ugh. Oh, that was not good. <laughs> I don't even have any memories of it at all. I, I'm, I'm, I remember, I I remember it not being great, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, can't, I don't have anything specific from it in my brain. Yeah, we're all a little envious. Uh, <laughs> wow. It, it seemed like the I don't know if the budget was slashed. But or or if it was just the uh, the crew that was putting that movie together, but it just it had a very Power Rangers feel to it. It was just oh, it was hammy. They kill off Johnny Cage right in the beginning. There's a different person playing Sonya, um, and James Remar took over the uh, the Raiden role. Which That's is when even- you know movies have gone down. Whenever <laughs> James Remar is <laughs> <laughs> in a movie, you know something's <laughs> happening. <laughs> um yeah boy it was just cheese dick and awful you you, we we still had the same uh the same actors playing uh lu kang and katana but man they you had some really awful looking barakas which is weird because you know they they had to create the look of baraka practically for the game so why in the world couldn't they do it in a movie with a budget i mean i think what you could get away with in the game is a lot more than like actual full speed video yeah but i just mean the construction of like the head and the teeth and stuff like it looked like paper mache in the movies it just it the execution was bad yeah i mean his facial structure is kind of weird like his teeth go like way up beyond like where your mouth ever would like i can see that one being tough and the they didn't have the chops to do uh, anything proper with cgi at that point yeah for sure i'm looking at an image right now and it's yeah it, it definitely looks like a like a 1980s, like, kids film. <laughs> it felt like a 1980s kid film. Yeah, that movie was, was not <laughs> good. Like a, mu- like a Muppet. Or are you guys both looking at him? <laughs> he, looks, he looks like a character from Guar. Yes! <laughs> totally! <laughs> like, it's all foam rubber. I was, I was going to say something from a never-ending story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess the one good casting choice was bringing in um, the actor whose name I don't remember, but the guy who played uh, Shao Kahn. He's just, he was in X-Files and he was the, the mm-hmm. main, the main uh, villain in Cobra with uh, Stallone. He's just, he's got the biggest, gnarliest jaw of any man in the world. He's just got this deep voice and he's just a big, imposing character. He was, he was a good choice for, for Shao Kahn, but eh, boy, I, I kind of want to watch the movie again just because it's been several years since I saw it. It's kind of like the movie Cobra. To be honest, it's like one of those movies that you watch because it's entertaining, but you know how cheeseball it is. Okay, that's fair. At first, I was like, oh, no, you you better not be 
saying bad words about no. Marion Cobretti there. No, no, it's because <laughs> the movie Cobra, like you can count the amount of one-liners Sylvester Stallone says oh, in that movie. I, I remember when I went, I went back and watched it probably like five years ago, and I think it was the first time I'd ever watched it in earnest. And I think I was like ten minutes in, and I was just like, "This is everything that you <laughs> that you want and that you you know think about when you think of like stereotypically cheesy." 80s action movies like that it is the best mm. also kind of the worst but like it's that's the reason it. why it's the worst yeah. but it's the best that's at it. part of it's it. yeah like it's it, good because it's bad yes oh it's yeah. brilliant but like uh, i think one of my favorite lines from annihilation is sindel oh she's the worst part of the movie but Sorry. when she sees katana she's like mother you're alive and then she goes too bad you shall die like yes <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I I can picture that in my, in my head. Like when I think of Sindel, that is that is what I see. Like that shot of her saying that, but I couldn't remember the line. Oh yeah. Oh, it's just another one. It, like I said, it's so bad, it's good. Oh man, you got to have a deep love for Mortal Kombat to to think that's even <laughs> good. Oh man, but I, I guess that that's probably comparable to like me and Superman Four. Um, do you guys remember the Mortal Kombat cartoon? No, I didn't even know there was one. There was one. Of course, of Def- course, there was one. Yeah. What, what, Defenders you know. of the Realm. Yeah, there it is. What are your What are some of your memories of that one, Casey? I was in elementary school when that came, first came out, and it was supposed to be for kids, but yeah. it definitely had a very. I'm trying to think of a good comparison, but the only one I can think of is 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 the Ninja Turtles animated series, mm-hmm. the the 80s early 90s one. And they couldn't do the gore, so of course they killed robots. <laughs> Why did they do this? Why they they took all these properties that are clearly not kid appropriate? Late eighties, mid nineties, like fuck it, we'll make uh, cartoons out of them. Yeah. Like what about Mortal Kombat, the the show that made mothers anxious all over the country and legislatures mad? They're like, yeah, let's make a kids cartoon. That'll help our case. Let's soften it up for them. <laughs> what the fuck? And at the same time, we can indoctrinate the children. Yeah. But yeah, I remember watching it as a kid. Just remember it being like awesome Mortal Kombat cartoon. It didn't matter how good good or bad it was. It was yeah. the fact that a Mortal Kombat cartoon was there and I will watch it. See, I think I felt the same similarly about the uh, the Double Dragon cartoon back in, oh, the, uh, in the early 90s. See, I, <laughs> I loved it, but yes, it was not good. We need to do a Double Dragon episode. I want to watch some of that cartoon. Research. I'm not sure I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I will. <laughs> I don't think I'd be excited for that at all. So what, what are people's hopes and expectations for this new movie coming out? I hope it's going to be awesome. And my expect- expectation is it's going to be awesome. <laughs> my um, expectations is it may be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stoked with the level of production value that seems to be shown in the trailer. Like, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like, the for the most part, the characters look good. It looks like it's going to have some uh, solid uh, fatality and, and gore and, you know, proper Mortal Kombat style violence. Yeah, rated R. That, yeah. That's a that's a good uh, good sign. Exactly. And it, it might even have an interesting plot. So uh, that, it, for me, is a bit secondary. Um, like, I know the lore is big, but I'm not so steeped in it. So uh, if I go and see some cheese dick one-liners and some, <laughs> some people getting body parts ripped off and, uh, and there's just, you know, it's not just... Uh, total mess of a plot i'll probably be pretty happy yeah 
Um, I feel uh, very confident in this movie because they did. Uh, it looks like they poured a lot of money and uh, actual writing effort into it, too. Um, they got an incredible cast of actors to uh, play the characters. Um, what's in the community's mind is like, where are some of the characters, which is kind of typical. Yeah. Um, there's a fuck ton of characters. Where's now, striker. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, you, there's no, no way they're going to get them all like, in there. It, like where's Katana? Like Molina's in there, but Molina is a clone of Kitana. So why is Katana not there in the trailer? But Molina oh, man. Is. Here we go. You know, Talis Soto surprise cameo. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes and then there's uh the controversy of Jax's arms like Jax in the original mk was nobody knew why in mortal kombat 3 he had he had steel arms did he get ripped off are they are they technological advances that he put on over his arms kind of like in mortal kombat annihilation but um in the new Mortal Kombat, he got them ripped off. Oh, yeah. They show that in the trailer, those motherfuckers. Well, yeah, but in the game, it was ripped off by Ermac. In this, it's ripped off by Sub Zero. Yeah, he freezes them off and shatters them. (laughs) Not not watching the movie. They're they're not taking the war seriously. (laughs) Ermac. But that's that's kind of just the community BSing. Yeah. Uh, but I have full confidence in this movie. I was I probably the my favorite part of the trailer was honestly Scorpion because uh, Scorpion's real name, by the way, is Hanzo Hasashi. He's a master of the Shirai Ryu, and he is the master of what is called the Kunai and Chain, which is in the old games was called his spear. But in later yeah. games, they actually gave it the name or gave it an actual weapon, which is the Kunai and Chain. And he in the trailer, it showed how him using it. Yeah. And it looked amazing. Yeah, yeah, like it, it very, very clearly shows a solid Scorpion Sub Zero fight, which is what everyone wants to see. Yeah, like that's yeah. got to be in there. Yeah, he says, "Get over here." Yeah, We're good. That and was he says th- it great. By the that way, that was one thing that bummed me out in the uh, in the original Mortal Kombat movie. He doesn't say "Get over here." He says "Get down here" when Johnny Cage is up on like a upper platform, like. Like, did nope. you guys think you were being clever? Because yeah. you're not. We want to hear you say the line. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, he does say get over here earlier. That's right. It's just later on when he says get down here. And he also says come here. Oh. Yeah. He says come here. Or he says get over here. And then he says come here. And then he says get down here. It's, it should be like the game and he should say the exact same thing three fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Groot. That's all he ever says. <laughs> get over here. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey Scorpion, you want you want a sandwich? Get over here. Um, yeah, I I'm as we we talked about in our mini episode when the trailer came out. Like I'm 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 cautiously hopeful. You know, yeah, why not? I think I'd I'd like to see more. I'm definitely gonna watch it either way. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more from that, and hopefully it doesn't suck. Now speaking of pop culture, uh, let's talk about our favorite use in pop culture here. Uh, Casey, do you have one lined up? This one was a hard one because Mortal Kombat in itself is a is a culture. Yeah, uh, it it definitely spawned its own subculture in the gaming community and and just in general. But I would say my favorite use in pop culture is the use of violence in video games. Oh, okay. So yeah. what it brought to to video games culture? Fuck yeah. yeah. Before that, I think the most 
violent one we had was Doom and Wolfenstein. And uh, it wasn't overtly violent to begin with, but it it definitely brought to the gaming genre like, hey, it's okay to be overly violent. And actual studies um, have been shown that violence in video games actually does not uh, correlate with uh, violence in an individual. Yeah, it's funny how people can tell the difference between fantasy and reality. Weird. Yeah. I know, right? It's all the rock and roll music that did it. And one of my friends told me, he goes, dude, how many hours did we play Halo 2 and Halo 3? Do we ever shoot anyone? I was like, no. He goes, exactly. I rest my case. (laughs) See, we're we're all nerds, too. Like we are prime candidates to have been school shooters if they were correct about all that. We we listened to to loud rock music. We played violent video games. People are jerks to us. Yeah, I I I've spent hundreds of hours murdering people virtually. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 a considerable fraction less than that murdering them in real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What about you, Ben? Got a favorite use in pop culture? I mean, I was thinking something along the lines of, of what Casey said, uh, but, oh, uh, then me I too. De- but then I decided to use, <laughs> use that, uh, for something else. So, uh, like I couldn't think of any meaningful or really good references. Like it's referenced all over the place. Like you see people bring it up or it in the background of this or that, but it's, that's not that interesting. That's not something that you want to have your favorite. Like, like in Futurama, there was the, uh, I can't remember one of the episodes they walked by and there's an arcade cabinet for mortal cooperation with a K. Like, that's funny. <laughs> like, I like that, but that's not my favorite use in pop culture. So I, I think I'm just going to go with the logo. I fucking, I've always loved the mortal Kombat logo. Cool ass dragon. That in is a, a badass logo. Yeah. And like, you see it, you know exactly what that means. Yeah. Like if you, if you were going to get a video game tattoo, that would be a rad fucking tattoo to get. Yeah. Like if you're, turbo into mortal Kombat, like like getting like mario tattooed or like you know a triforce yeah like i could i could probably get a triforce tattoo because i love legend of zelda but it wouldn't look as cool as a fucking mortal Kombat tattoo would (laughs) (laughs) like no one to be no one that didn't know what it was would say that looks cool they'd be like why do you have three triangles on your arm yeah yeah. nerd (laughs) whereas having a badass dragon like it's just fucking cool yeah I mean, honestly, I'm going to, I'm just going to have to be really shitty about my favorite use in pop culture. And like, normally I don't like to just choose a game or a movie. Um, but I really can't think of anything, you know, like you said, like there's little references, there's like tiger handheld games, but that's certainly not going to be my favorite. I don't know if there was ever a Mortal Kombat (laughs) serial, but, and, uh, I don't have any experience with Fatalios. That sounds like a, like a, like a pasta dish. (laughs) Um. Oh, that would be awesome. Like little, like body parts and stuff in like a red sauce. Yeah, bones and (laughs) skulls. I'd eat the shit out of that. Oh, um, like a chef Boyardee fatalios. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) With meatballs. Um, No, I mean, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go with the movie. Because, you know, outside of the games, that's the thing that brought me the most joy. I could probably go without ever hearing the song again or getting it stuck in my head when I'm thinking about a podcast. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really frustrated because yesterday I was just thinking about the episode. I think I was in the shower, you know, where all great ideas come to you and you have no way to write it down or anything. And you're thinking about Mortal Kombat in the shower. 
always <laughs> thinking about fatalities and brutalities and friendship. Um, oh man, that's something we didn't we didn't really talk about the different kinds of fat- fatalities. We will. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, you didn't get the memo, but I I don't remember what it was at all. Clearly. But I had a great idea. I thought of something that was somewhere in pop culture, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, that's the best, and just forgot about it. And <laughs> it's it's really frustrating because <laughs> I know I've got a great favorite use in pop culture, but I have no idea what it is. Oh, you'll, you'll remember it after we're done recording. Yeah. Don't worry. Maybe we'll do an insert. <laughs> but I guess that leads us to our one-word review and final thoughts. Who wants to take the honors? Because I'm terrified, Ben, that you and I have the same word. Oh, probably do. Fuck. Oh, I mean, my word is clearly fatality. Okay. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing that, like, drew me to Mortal Kombat the most, is the fucking gory, gnarly-ass fucking ways to murder people. Ass-fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably that. That was probably in there There somewhere. are ass-fucking ways to murder. There, there have been, been a lot of different <laughs> fatalities. There, there might be some ass-fucking well, in fatalities. In fact, there, there, in was, there was there was a level one. I can't remember which game it was in. It was one of the 3D ones where it was a, a pit and as the person falls down, they fall on a spike. Oh, and they that get goes, like skewered, right? It goes up their asshole. Yeah, yep. I mean, that's the big takeaway from Mortal Kombat is, uh, you know, you're fighting, it's it's bloody, it, it's violent, and then uh, it ends just so much worse for somebody. Yeah. And uh, and then, the, you know, the introduction later on, they had like the babalities where you could turn someone into a baby. I love that so much. <laughs> and I hadn't even thought of it until I was watching a video where, where they said like, you know, you can insult your friends by turning them into a baby. And I was like, that's totally what it is. Yeah, like, that's a big like, old ah, fuck you. And then, like, there was friendships. But, uh, I mean, I guess other than to say, ooh, what is this going to do? Like, are you... No one did that. No though. one's going to do that. No one's going to be like, all right, I'm going to make <laughs> Luke Kang dance and, and pull out some balloons instead yeah. of punching someone's fucking head off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and take my wor- one-word view coming from this. Because one type of fatality we didn't bring up is my one-word review. It is brutality. I was afraid we were gonna we were both gonna have that. So those were extra gnarly fucking beat people to death, bones flying, limbs getting cut off. Um, I've seen videos. I never, ever, no. ever could have pulled one of those off. They were so much more complicated than yeah. the fatalities that I already could barely fucking do. Yeah. But that that sums up the the series and why or what I do love about it, um, just the same as you with Fatality, you know, where it's just like it is a brutal, gnarly fucking game. Like even outside of the fatalities, like like uh, like I just mentioned with the levels, you know, where where they've they've got the pit levels that are legendary for, you know, being able to uppercut somebody. They fall off a pit and into a big thing of spikes or um, or into like a like these weird like spinning blades where they get all ground up or they get a spike up their asshole or you can knock them into a pool of acid like it's it is no holds barred fucking brutal action and that's something that street fighter can't give me yeah and they've got some cool shit where like you can grab stuff from the background and you know like grab impromptu weapons from the background and stab people with them and shit occasionally and yeah in in i think it was mortal kombat 4 or maybe it was deadly alliance or deception but like they actually had like rocks and like severed heads in the level that you could pick up and throw yeah. at somebody yeah mk4 yeah oh, that 
Love Deadly that. Alliance and them, they actually like incorporated weapons in, into it. But, um, but yeah, Ultimate, or I'm sorry, uh, Mortal Kombat 4, they actually had like severed heads that you can pick up and throw. Yeah, yeah. like sitting there yeah. on pikes. That's fucking know. awesome. Bah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the brutality of it too, like the playing MK11 last night and like watching a bunch of the videos of all the fucking gnarly shit you can do because I haven't done it mm. all yet. <laughs> Because like the fatalities used to be like, here's this gnarly thing that happens. Now they're dead. We're now like mid game scorpions, whatever is like the fatal blow or whatever. It's not fa- like when you're mm-hmm. about to die, you can do like a special move. He like takes, he takes his fucking kunai thing and like drags the guy forward and then jams both of them like all the way through his head. So they come out the other side and like, just, like absolutely murder somebody. And then they're just like, all right, they're fine. They're still fighting. Cause they're not dead. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Fuck. Yeah. I could, I could do like mini fatalities all throughout the match now. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 3, uh, my favorite brutality was always Jade because it's almost like a cartoon character like digging through dirt because she had her uh, um, her staff and she would like, you know, twirl it around and everything and you just see the person just slowly exploding around her. <laughs> and like, and, like the, the blood and all the bones are just like, like it almost looks like she's digging through you. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. uh, now what about your um, one word, re- one word review, uh, man. I mean, it's too far along to change the name of, of the segment, <laughs> but I almost every time I, I stumble on it a little bit, one word review. Like it's, well, I feel all mushed mouth when I'm saying it, you know, uh, my one word review um, is going to be the word controversial with a K. With a K. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think yes, that's solid. Con- controversial. Yes. When the game came out, it was uh, by all kids and teenagers and young adults. It was it was highly received. But parents absolutely hated the game. Legislators and politicians hated the game. They created the ESRB. They hated it all the way through pretty much up until Deadly Alliance I think is kind of when they started giving it a rest because it becomes so normal. And then within the community and within the developers too, uh, there wasn't any controversy with the first, with all the games up until special forces came out, which is a name that uh, Ed Boone has 100% denounced because of how (laughs) bad that game was. Um, (laughs) Not only is it bad for an MK game, it was one of the worst games like ever created. It was the Holy shit. It was, yeah, it was it was that bad. And John Tobias at the time was leaving the company. And then uh, within the community currently, um, ever since MK9, it became a competitive game. There's all sorts of just stirring the pot constantly. And like within the community, within the develop- developing team, within the competitive scene, like the game is nonstop just conflict. Also with a K. So, also with a K, yes. <laughs> Like co- conflict over just people being dicks or over actual oh content. Yeah. Um, with a K. It's, you got current, currently, well, like one of the number one fighters in the world, one of them is Sonic Fox, who um, in MKX beat the longtime competitor, Perfect Legend, and he beat him 10 games in a row, then humiliated him. And that kind of stuck with that, like that kind of stuck and made it to where it's like within the competitive scene, there is so much, just so much shit talking, so much like conflict between between competitors. The game is just a magnet for conflict with a K. 
it's like people with like wrestling beefs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the match they yell at each other, yes. like insulting each other's mother. So, so not a lot of tournament plays ends in in friendships in, instead of uh, fatalities. A lot of them <laughs> actually do. Mostly, what I've seen now, for instance, in the newest game in MK11, Molina was not in the game. Now, she died in MKX. She is one of my favorite characters, but it's one of those times when I, I, I totally would have been fine with her skipping a game. You know, and deaths in Mortal Kombat aren't really anything uh, lore wise. They always come back to life. Yeah. yeah. Like almost almost all the time, even in the lore, they come back to life. But like I've been fine with Molina not being in the game, but thousands upon thousands of MK fans constantly bugged the developers like bring when's Molina coming back? When's Molina coming back? Even Ed Boone tweeted out a uh like a memorial for his one of his favorite musical artist Prince. And even below in the tweets below that, you see people saying, when's Melina coming? I'm like, really? (laughs) And then finally they brought her back in. And of course, what are they talking about? Why isn't her mouth this way? Why isn't, you know, she portrayed more risque than she used to be. And it's like, it's just constant. There's just no winning with these people. No way. Yeah. Fandom. Yeah. Oh gosh. Who would have thought these Horny teenage murder addicts <laughs> would be such vitriolic people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, folks, for testing your might with us today. And uh, thank you, Casey, for joining us. You want to shout out, uh, do some plugs. Where can people find you? What are you up to these days? Um, what am I up to these days is starting a new job and providing for my family um, and just playing video games for fun. Oh, no streaming currently, huh? Yeah. Um, I've uh, currently taken a break from the FGC. Uh, not so much that like I, I hate the game because I love the game very much. It's just stressful. I did want to give a little bit of a, a, a shout out to uh, my friend Corey. Um, you can find him on Twitch at CaptainCB. Um, he's playing a lot of Wilhelm right now. He's the one to let me use the, his, uh, studio so I can talk with you guys. So I want to make sure that let people know about that. Cool. Thank you very much, Corey. Yeah. On steam. If anybody wants to challenge me to mortal Kombat, I'd be happy to oblige. All right. Geek Explore Knots, kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> N is in Nancy K is in combat underscore shred. That's S-H-R-E-D. If you guys want to add me, go for it. And I'd uh, be happy to play some Mortal Kombat with you guys. Yeah. Um, And if you want to let us know how we did today, you can hit us up on the social medias. We've got a Facebook Geek Exploration the Podcast page, Instagram Geek Exploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. Um, We have a phone number you can call. It's 916-ORC-TURD. That is O-R-C- T-U-R-D, like the turd of an orc. Um, let us know how things went uh, fighting Casey. If he whooped your ass or if you made a little uh, little baby out of him. Um, or you can drop us a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. This is where my co-host picks things up when he's not this, looking at porno on his computer. <laughs> ben, that's your cue. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with something clever for the review thing, but uh, I'm drawing a blank. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please go into Apple Podcast or Podchaser and uh, give us a five fatality review. 
Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we've got merch available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And uh, our theme song, as always, is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And remember, your soul is mine. <laughs> <laughs>